Hey guys, welcome to the e-commerce paradise podcast. I have a buddy of mine on, uh, Kevin is his name and he's a uh, e-commerce entrepreneur just like I am. And I wanted to have him on there cause, um, I've been uh, hanging out with him for the last couple of years and we've uh, helped each other to grow our e-commerce stores kind of in like a mastermind style and uh, he's done some amazing things with his store and I wanted to kind of just chat entrepreneurship and get his best tips for e-commerce entrepreneurs doing high ticket dropshipping so welcome to the podcast Kevin. How's it going man thanks for having me. Cool thanks for being on yeah so you know everybody kind of has to start somewhere with this whole thing um, you know my journey started around 2010 uh, when did your uh, entrepreneurship journey begin and how did it begin? Um, sometime in 2016, um, I was actually, I had just gotten off class and I was driving to work one day and I heard the word dropshipping in a podcast. Uh, it was like a KCRW podcast talking about some guys that were doing dropshipping on Amazon and, uh, it sounded interesting to me. So I just kind of Googled it, looked it up and then I found, I came into uh high ticket dropshipping, came into, uh, to, to understand what that was. and it immediately sparked my interest. So I just kept looking into it more and more, took a few courses, uh, learned how to build websites and, and do AdWords and stuff. And I think within the first, after the day from hearing what dropshipping was in on the car ride to work from launching my first store was only like a six month period. Um, so I was like pretty aggressive from the beginning to, to get it started. And uh, yeah, so that was the, I think early, 2017 when when that happened so it's been uh it's been a crazy year and a half <laughs> that's a lot to have happen in uh, in a year and a half man that's wild that's awesome um what attracted you to dropshipping as opposed to like some different online business model or any other business for that business i mean some people they want to start like a cafe or a restaurant or some people like maybe they get into um, affiliate marketing uh, what was it about dropshipping specifically you liked so much um, well, I've always kind of had the idea in my head that I wanted to start a business at some point and work for myself, have my own hours, have the freedom. Um, but of course, when you're going to school, you're a student and you don't have that much money, there is a large barrier of entry to any well, most traditional business models. So starting a restaurant or any other business model, I mean, not any other business model, but most it requires a lot of capital. Um, which I didn't have. So when I heard about dropshipping, it immediately sparked my interest because there wasn't a lot of capital involved that's necessary to start a store. Like, I think I started my first one with under like $200 or something. Um, so that was cool. That's what immediately sparked my interest. I thought I could just do this in my free time on the weekends and I can just use my savings that I have, which wasn't much at the time uh, to get this thing started. So that's kind of what what it was for me. Cool, man. Yeah, it was a similar thing for me too. Uh, working a full-time job, I realized I wanted to do something like a side hustle. And so I got it going very low cost to start up and using like some sort of a e-commerce store platform like Shopify. At the time, I, I don't think Shopify existed or if it did, I didn't know about it yet. So I used a thing called eCreator, but similar thing. It had the website builder for you and, and you put the products up and it drives Google shopping ads. And uh, yeah, I was able to get some sales pretty quickly. So it's kind of cool how like low the startup cost is. Um, and I think a lot of other people out there, you know, enjoy that. But it's a little bit different with like high ticket dropshipping as opposed to AliExpress dropshipping. Um, you know, what, so you got, you were drawn to like dropshipping, but how did you learn about like the online retail method as opposed to 
like importing from China or doing some kind of like, you know, AliExpress drop shipping from China, that kind of thing. So it's really popular these days. Or did you even not even hear about that method at all? Um, yeah, I didn't even really know about the importing from China method until maybe six months after I was kind of like in the whole high ticket thing. Um, <laughs> So that wasn't really anything that was able to distract me because otherwise I'm, I don't know, I may have gone for that method, uh, that business model. Um, but the whole, the thing that the, one of the cooler things about the high ticket model is that you want to basically, when you're comparing it to the AliExpress model, you just want to sell high ticket items and you want to sell, you know, you don't have to sell as many of them to get the same result or the same like, you know, net margin as you would if you're doing the AliExpress model because you're selling like $20 items. So that right there like attracted me over any model right off the bat. I like the fact that you don't have to like do an incredible amount of customer service, at least not at first, um, is really attractive to me. Um, just selling really expensive things. You have like when you first start, you have like one sale a week or like two a week. So you're not really dealing with that much customer service. And that's something that was definitely that's something uh, that, that attracted me from the beginning. So, nice. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of coaching lately and I, I get a lot of questions from people um, that are thinking about starting out. And uh, one of the biggest concerns they have is, are they going to be able to afford these higher ticket products? You know, I guess a lot of people, they don't have good credit or something like that. Um, is that something you had to deal with at all? Um, or, you know, were you pretty well set with credit when you first got started, like had a good credit, had credit cards and stuff like that? Um, are you referring to like, when I make a sale and I put, um, put like the supplier's invoice on my credit card. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't have very good credit at first cause I was, I don't know, I was like 23 or 24 when I first started. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember what I did. Uh, I didn't let that stop me. That's for sure. Uh, I think I just applied for a credit card and I told the credit card company that I made like, way more money than I did. So I got a, I got a pretty high limit. I think I got like a $6,000 limit, which now that's not very high for me. That wouldn't work now um, for my business. But uh, it worked then and it was good enough for to make that happen. And there and then there was a point where I was using like my debit card, my credit card, my other credit card to like put all the suppliers uh, to pay for all the products, you know, as, as sales were coming in which is a mess when you're, when you want to do your taxes. So I don't recommend doing that, but uh, I just did whatever I had to do. And it, I didn't like let that hold me back. That never held me back. So I don't know. Uh, but I do hear that question a lot now I, when I do coaching calls as well. So yeah. Um, the other big thing that people run into when they're first getting started is uh, niche selection, you know, choosing the right product to sell, or maybe choosing like a bunch of products to sell um, without mentioning your exact niche. Um, maybe you can give a little bit of tips as to like how you were able to find uh, your niche and, you know, realize that it was a good one to go into and stuff like that. What kind of research did you do? Um, so like certain criteria that I look for when I'm picking a niche, um, definitely I like to have the average like products price to be personally, I like it to be like 800 to like $1,500. A lot of people will go for like the two hundred to five hundred dollar niches, which I don't really like. Whenever, whenever I get like a two hundred dollar sale, I'm like kind of disappointed. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm more of like a one thousand to like fifteen hundred dollar type of guy. But um, another criteria or like something to look for would be like hobby niche, hobby niches work pretty well. Um, I have two of my stores are in a hobby niche, 
uh, like a passionate niche, if you will. Um, so people who are buying them are buying them for, you know, leisure. They want them. They're excited to buy them. It's not something that they have to buy. Uh, you know, it's not something that's like a business to business. Um, the business to business niches are, are great too. I'm sure there's plenty of potential, but I just, that's not something that I've done. And, and I know that the passion niches work great. Um, another thing I try to look for is, um, if the customer can just go down to Walmart or Target and buy that product, um, right, you know, today and they don't, they don't need to buy it online. Um, I kind of, that kind of scares me a little bit because then they don't need to go online. Um, I know a lot of people who, who do sell things that are sold at Target or Walmart. Um, but that's just something that I personally try to stay away from. Okay, cool. Yeah. Lots of good tips there. Um, choose the right price point, you know, choose a product that can only be found online, choose the right market for that product and stuff like that. It's awesome, man. Yeah. So, you know, as long as, you know, what I usually tell people is like, Hey, just, just choose a niche because you need to like just get started somewhere and then kind of learn as you go. So, um, how many stores have you done? I think you have a couple, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Three are right. Uh, I just launched my third, well, my last one, I launched that one on Friday. Um, so that one's, that's cool. Um, so I have three now and then I create, I, I started one when I first started my journey and uh that one didn't work so i guess that's a total of four so my first one failed and then i have three now so <laughs> all right well even though it failed you probably learned some good lessons from that right and you were able to apply those lessons to your new stores definitely yeah so starting my second store after the first one that failed was a lot faster i was able to get that one started a lot faster i knew like applied a lot of the things that i had done wrong on the first one to the second one and yeah so <laughs> cool, so don't if you guys fail the first time don't worry about it yeah just keep pursuing the the next one i, I think i was uh, i was funny i was reading a, a little post on my instagram feed about elon musk and how many businesses he started i think he's started more than 10 of them now um, a bunch of which he's actually sold and, and doesn't you know run or anything like that anymore and i just thought man like i, I could probably make a similar infographic with like 20 different websites i've started and, and, and closed down <laughs> that technically are failures but in reality they're just lessons that i've learned on the way to making more profitable stores so you know and it really only takes one store to have like you know a nice full-time income um even if you live in an expensive city or something like that um so with that um said you know how did you finally figure out um how to get your stores profitable um, and what kind of you know uh, methods did you go through to to make that happen um something i did differently the second third and fourth time that i did you know from the first time um was just having a really good understanding of adwords um that was what kind of killed me the first the first time I failed, I didn't really understand AdWords very well at all. Um, so I was spending a lot of money on getting traffic that wasn't converting. Um, and so that's kind of what, that's what did it for me. Um, I was running a lot of search sex ads right off the gate and uh, I was bidding on generic search terms, which can be good, but I, I don't really like that. Like, I don't really like generic, getting generic search terms. I think branded ones work the best, um, but of course it depends on your niche. So I just spent a lot of time learning how to use AdWords. I paid uh, for coaching, you know, got help from people, asked a lot of questions, did my own research, took courses, et cetera. Um, and then so with that knowledge, going to the second store, um, I was able to you know, turn a profit because AdWords is, is always going to be your biggest, biggest, ugh, biggest expense 
and uh, well, it is for me at least. So something you definitely need to learn. Yeah, I think we, you know, depending on the month or whatever, we'll spend, you know, two to three thousand dollars in AdWords to make, you know, somewhere between thirty, sixty thousand in revenue or more. So it's definitely your right. biggest expense, <laughs> but it's also your revenue generator. So uh, it's worth learning good. And I think you said you had uh, taken a course on AdWords directly from Google, right? You got certified on it. If you had mentioned that. Uh, yeah, I got certified. Um, that was a while ago. Yeah, so uh, to get certified, you you sign up for. I forget the name of it. It's like Google, Google something. I can't really remember now, but you take a course and, and you, you answer like a hundred question exam. Basically. I felt like I was back in college, <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty informative. Um, it's not going to like, it's not going to make the biggest difference. It's, I would probably focus more on like getting coaching like one-on-one. Um, cause you, it's more like targeted, like to what you're doing. So Getting certified is will help, but I think getting coaching or, or taking a good course on AdWords would, would probably be the best bet, or that at least for me it was. Cool, yeah. And I just wanted to shout out to the people listening to this podcast right now that um, I broke down an entire. Uh, I call it the priority funnel method. I just came up with a name for it. It's great. But yeah, it's that it's that um, other people call it the upside down funnel system. And it's this funnel system in shopping ads where it works really cool, where you have three campaigns and you structure them with priorities so that certain keywords mix through them and you bid higher on the keywords that are more closer to the actual products so that you get customers a lot better. So I broke down that whole system and it's all in the masterclass. So if you guys are interested in taking a course that breaks everything down, go check out the e-commerce paradise masterclass. Um, it's for high ticket dropshipping specifically. So it's all about that business model. Um, so let's move on to the next thing, Kevin. Um, it's really cool. You have these profitable stores now. It seems like you're doing like really good. Um, I'm excited to hear about your next store and the success you have there. Um, what's kind of like a day in the life of your life now, as opposed to it was, you know, back in, uh, in college and stuff like that. Um, so nowadays it's, it's Monday through Friday. I, I work nine to five. It's kind of funny um, <laughs> you know, that once you get the, your, your freedom, you, you pick your own hours, but I actually decide to work nine to five every day, uh, Monday through Friday. <laughs> um, so I just wake up, I try to wake up at like eight or nine, get to work, um, just hang out in my room, um, try to put in eight hours as best I can um hang out with my dog he just sits next to me all day and bugs me <laughs> and then, uh, if i have some errands to do or like i feel tired that day then i'll just get off a little early go skating uh take the dog to the dog park hang out with friends you know it's kind of whatever i feel like um i try to be disciplined and uh put in the work but sometimes you just want to hang out so <laughs> that's all right what kind of things do you do on the weekends? Do you, uh, you, know, you said you go skateboarding, you go hiking, things like that? Or uh, yeah, weekends, go skating with friends, go out you know, to the bar or whatever, go camping. <laughs> Been doing a lot of camping lately. It's summer right now. Um, have a few trips coming up. Um, I went to Spain a few months ago. I uh, went to Cancun a few months ago. Um, going to Mexico on, third, on Friday, uh, a few days from now. So have a lot of trips that, that I've been doing and uh, that I have coming up. So those are the, yeah, those are the types of things I like to, to do on the weekends and cool. go camping or whatever. 
Yeah, it's, there's something that's different about like the work from home lifestyle, you know, it, it, whether you're whether you're a digital nomad type, you like to hop around coffee shops, or you like to work from home, it doesn't really matter. You still get to control your own hours, like take breaks whenever you want to eat whatever you want, whenever you want, spend two hours on lunch if you want, maybe spend a half an hour on lunch if you really want to crush some workout. You know, get off work at three o'clock and go skate, you know, come back, work later in the evening. You just do whatever you want. It's cool, man. Like, yeah. um, ever since I started this lifestyle, I'm loving it too. It's, uh, it's super chill. And um, I think, you know, like you were saying, part of it is just um, being disciplined and diligent. Like, you know, you just want to make the most of the time that you're working at, you know, like in my opinion, it's not about like how much you work. It's about how much work you get done in, you know, a short period of time so that you can, you know, go out there and, uh, and, and see some amazing results. And by the way, um, I kind of wanted to, to ask you really quick, um, you know, what are the, some of the results you're getting from your store, like sales-wise these days? How, how's, how are your stores doing? Sure. Um, so so <laughs> my, yeah, no, definitely. Um, my main store, it, uh, it, it's, it's, it's seasonal, so it's kind of hard to, like, give you, like, an average number. But I'd say on average it does, like, seventy to 80000 in sales. Um, during, the, during the busy months, I think we've seen the highest number – beyond 100,000. I think my, my best month was 110,000 in sales and that's just from one store. Um, <clears throat> so that was great. Um, but on average, I'd say it's about 60 to 80. I, I, I guess I'd have to look and see uh, the data, but yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's the slow season right now and uh, we're still doing like 50 to 60. So it's not bad. Definitely not bad at all. And that's uh, about like a seven to 10% net margin. So you know, it's not bad. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty average when it comes to like a hobby, hobby, passion niche kind of stuff, right? Like a little bit lower profit yeah. margin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty average for most. Most niches probably, yeah, even. Yeah, because um, you're going to deal with shipping. You're going to deal with like some costs here or there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty aggressive on... Um, and, like AdWords and stuff. On AdWords, yeah. I think last month I spent like $4,000 in ads and like... Mm -hmm. Have yeah, three, that can cut into your profit margins a bit. <laughs> Doing a lot of ads. Right now, so that's you know a little bit expensive too. So yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Just trying to trying to get it scaled up as fast as I can, so I'm willing to put the money back and see the results quicker. Heck yeah, dude. Well, that's awesome, man. So great to hear you're doing good. And thank you so much for providing the listeners and the audience with, uh, with the tips um, that you have to offer. I mean, a lot of people out there, you know, they're starting their high ticket dropshipping uh, careers and, you know, um, hearing from somebody like you's been successful after a year or so is just really, really inspiring. So thanks so much for being on the podcast, Kevin. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Cool, guys. All right. Talk next time.